listening, Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Before we get started with today's episode, let me tell you about a few things going on at Glistening Particles. First of all, I have a new webpage that went up today, April 3rd, so check that out. It's got a whole new interface and new content coming up and we'll be adding to it all the time, so be sure to take a look. If you know anybody who is a Glistening Particle or you are one yourself, be sure to hit the contact button and send an email my way so I can get in touch with you and we can schedule our interview. Now let's get started with the show. In this episode, I'm talking with Andrea Coach. She's a painter from Michigan, and what drew me to her was something kind of unique about her paintings. And when I saw her paintings, what I found is, you know, they're, they're skilled, it's beautiful, they have a lot of depth of color, they have a lot of precision and fine detail. And what I found, though, was I could not look away. Like, I'd look at them, and be like, oh yeah, there's a beautiful scene of people in a field in the fall, right? And then there was something that drew me in even deeper. And the closer that I looked and the more things that I discovered in each painting, it was like I couldn't look away. And it was almost a little bit unsettling. And they're not unsettling scenes. They're normal, everyday scenes. But there's just some twist of it and an amount of feeling that she conveys that you just cannot look away from. I was so excited to hear her story. And here she is. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jane. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm pretty excited about this. We're doing, uh, we have a little bit of technical things, challenges on my end, actually. The internet's been down all morning, actually for entire Wisconsin, I think is down. If you have, well, I better not say their name. <laughs> if you have a certain well-known internet provider, you're, you're in the same boat as me. So we're running this off of a hotspot on my phone, which is kind of exciting. So thank you, Verizon. I will mention your name because you're saving the day. <laughs> So, um, and you're in, is it Michigan? Am I right? Michigan. All right. Yes. So we're across Uh the lake, across Lake Michigan from each other. We are. Yeah. Yeah. So same weather, same time, different time zone, same weather. Um, Mm -hmm. So I thought we'd start out by mentioning how I found you. And I was trying to piece that story together because it was probably a few months ago already, Mm -hmm. at least maybe two months ago, maybe three, when I contacted you. Yeah, I think it was about a month to two months. Yeah. Yeah. And- it was a one of those serendipity things where somewhere I ran across one of your paintings and then someone I just had on the show, actually she's a, a shaman from Ireland, posted mm-hmm. a picture of yours in her post. And I'm wow. like, well, that's a weird coincidence. <laughs> I guess I yeah. need to talk to this woman. Um, <laughs> I like when they show up that way where there's like, yep, 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 we need to do this. Yeah, yeah, those signs along the way, right? Exactly. And so yeah. your tell a little bit about what your work your body of work is that you're I know you're a painter, but there's probably a much more eloquent description to it than that. Yeah, uh well, I started painting professionally uh in 2010, and since then my work has just been this continuation um this development of this story, you know, of my soul, basically, um, things mm. that have always interested me, things of mystery, uh, the human condition, and also uh, my love for just uh, the the world and the area around me. Um, being from Michigan, you know, I, I grew up in uh, sort of all of these different types of um, atmospheres, you know, you have Detroit, which is the grit in the city, uh, and then we have the country not far outside of it. 
um, which is where I live now in a small town called Romeo. And uh, it's it's a, uh, you know, Victorian 1830s established uh, town with mm-hmm. a lot of beautiful old architecture. And it's things like that that just kind of find their way into my mind and start to filter out in everything that I I do creatively. And I find it as a constant source of inspiration. And uh, things just continue to ev- develop and evolve. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's really sort of from my point of view, most of them are sort of uh, metaphorical self-portraits. And most of the time, however, I piece the story together uh, mostly after a painting is done, especially nowadays, because it's sort of like a subconscious thing that's happening. You kind of go with this imagery you have in mind and this idea and this thought, and then it starts to kind of create itself in front of you as you're working on it. That sounds so exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. It's, It's like a mystery for you. Well, I love the fact that you're using your surroundings, you know, uh, Midwest America as part of the backdrop for your paintings, because you don't always see that as much. You know, everybody wants to do Mm -hmm. something, you know, super epic, like oceans and mountains and things like that. So I love that you're reflecting that part of our world. The other thing is you use quite a bit of symbolism, I think, at least that's the way I'm interpreting it when I look at your paintings. Mm -hmm. A lot of birds, um, a lot of the seasons. So I think the Mm -hmm. seasons actually, if I'm understanding and interpreting them correctly, are specific to the print, the painting. There's a reason that 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 painting is in that season. Yeah. Um, I, I love the four seasons that that's part of the, the thing that I love about living in Michigan. I mean, a lot of people, you know, tend to focus on the rough winters that we have, but that would be um, me, that would be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know that they can be obviously, but there's, there's, I, you know, it's, it's part of nature and, mm-hmm. um, I just find beauty in all of it. And, uh, especially for me, I find winter to be sort of this time of introspection where I can really kind of just hunker down and really get into my work and, and think and, and feel mm-hmm. everything. And, and the fall just for its beauty and color, um, and richness, you really, uh, for me, I, I really feel the earth at that time of year. Oh, I would um, agree. It's the colors yeah. are stunning. I mean, I always have to put this like blinder on to remind to forget mm-hmm. the fact that what's coming. But right. fall has always <laughs> been my favorite season from a visual perspective. Yeah, same here. It's just it's it's beautiful. I mean, you see, you know, just everything changing over, mm-hmm. and it parallels a lot um, symbolically for me with with just you know the the ebbs and flows of life. You know, mm-hmm. things change and evolve and, and all of that. So it's become sort of um, an allegory for that for me. I have I have so many questions that just keep popping in my head, so I'm trying to give them a chance. The next one mm-hmm. I had was, you said that you started painting in 2010. What did you do before that? Well, I started painting professionally in 2010, okay. but I kind of painted and practiced for most of my life, okay. um, you know, from childhood onward. Um, high school, I got really serious about it, you know, started entering, uh, the scholastic art awards and all sorts of other competitions. And that started to really, uh, validate that, yes, I can do this. Um, there's a future in this for me. And I went on to, um, get into art school and majored in illustration at the college for creative studies here in Detroit, um, which I now, uh, teach at as an adjunct, um, from time to time, you know, during the fall semesters, uh, as of two years ago. And it's oh, great. That's great. Yeah. And, um, you know, in my heart, I always wanted to paint just, you know, primarily be a painter. Uh, but I went the illustration route cause I loved storytelling also. And I wanted to learn more about that, which you can through, you know, learning about illustration. And also I, I had to make a living, once mm-hmm. I got out of school. So um, for me, that just seemed more of a uh, logical, practical path versus um, something more of a fine art nature. And um, I also double majored in art education and did that as well for a little while. And then, you know, on the side, when I got out of school, you know, I started working, you know, teaching here and there, illustrating books. And I, I never stopped painting. I just, I kept painting every chance I got. I would enter juried exhibitions, local shows. And, you know, one day in 2010, um, uh, RJD Gallery 
saw a piece of mine in um, in an art annual, the Spectrum Annual of Fantastic Art, and called me up and we started working together and mm. everything else is basically history. We've been working together ever since and it's, it's just been a really really amazing and a fulfilling journey. And, you know, I'm grateful for it every day. I get to do what I love now full time. Oh, got goosebumps when you told me that, because <laughs> I think that's the moment people wait for when they're doing something that they love is that they'll get discovered. And it can be mm-hmm. what they do all day, every day. Yes. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. And your work is, I'm trying to figure out ways to describe it. I mean, listeners, you will have to go look at it. And obviously, we'll have a, a picture on the podcast site. But You'll have to take the links and go look at the work because what really, the faces, the actual faces, I wondered, are those people you know? Are they some sort of... Yes. Is Okay. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I look people. at them and I'm like, they're so real. They're so, yeah. There's so much expression and personality. Yeah. All the uh, models that um, show up in my work are friends of mine and people that I know. And... Uh, you know, there's something special about each of them that I can sort of uh, filter an emotion through, you know, and, and that's kind of how I end up choosing certain ones for certain works. Uh, you know, being friends, there's there's a part in each of them that I can relate to and, mm-hmm. and kind of um, just express my feelings through creatively with them on the canvas. So even though, like I said before, all of the paintings are you know, basically self-portraits of me in one way or another. Um, They're being, you know, shown through them almost as like actors on the stage. That's, you know, my play. Uh, Oh, what a great way of describing it. And and, and that is how I approach it. And that's what makes it fun and exciting for me. Because I'm kind of like, you know, that person behind the curtain kind of directing this whole thing that's Mm -hmm. going on. The thing I noticed as well about the characters in your paintings is that they are um, complex personalities, complex feelings are coming through them. It's not like sometimes you'll see a painting and it's just utter joy. That's it. You know, that's all Mm -hmm. you see. But Mm -hmm. even in the moments when they look as though they're having joy, like I'm thinking of the one where there were, I think, three women having a picnic or maybe at a table. I can't think of the exact one, but you might be thinking about the feast. Yeah, uh, perhaps. And there was some joy there, but there was behind mm-hmm. it, you could feel this like, not joy. And I, I don't even know mm-hmm. exactly what it was, if it was angst or longing or mm-hmm. something else. So the feelings coming through your paintings are complex. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How do you pull that through? Do you know that that's what you're going for? Or does it just come through that way? It's not necessarily what I'm going for. It's more of like this... Uh authentic expression coming out of me Mm -hmm. um i i myself would consider myself a complex person Mm -hmm. you know um not so much on the outside but if i go deep and you know very deeply into myself there are all of these various you know just i guess like any other person you know everyone has these fears and um things they think about and these different joys and and or not, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it just is all sort of a culmination of that and how it uh, kind of manifests itself in in our daily life. And this kind of, my work speaks to all of those different undercurrents that are constantly uh, pulsing beneath the human mask, so to speak. I, it's so weird that you said that because my next phrase was going to be, it's almost like you take the mask off. Literally, mm-hmm. that's what I was about to say. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's freaky. <laughs> but that's it. It's like you, you know, if you would have put one more layer of paint on, we mm-hmm. wouldn't see all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of those different emotions are expressed through what the animals are doing as well, as, as well as you know, the backgrounds, what's happening on with the sky or the weather, um, what's happening out that window that's behind them. It's, it's just all, you know, it's kind of a celebration of what it is to be human. And, and that's how I approach it. And that's the thing about your work. It's the kind of, it, you're actually showing very common scenes. It's not like you're showing something, you know, um, sci-fi or really, or right. really rare, or it, these are common everyday scenes but they're so compelling because there's so much more beneath beneath them that you have to, like I had to keep looking at them and feeling them. It was almost like a, a yeah, a transfer of feelings. 
by, mm-hmm. by looking at them in everyday think, life that, things. Yeah. And, and that's, um, if that's what you get from it, I mean, that's, it makes me happy because oh, that is uh, what, that that's, it's what I'm doing. And, and that's, I love when people are able to, to see that and sense all of those things that are happening, you mm-hmm. know, beneath it all. And, and that's, you know, I guess that's why I'm considered a magic realist because these are everyday believable scenes that anyone can picture themselves in. However, there's sort of this, um, this unspoken tension and, mm-hmm. uh, and magic that's kind of happening amongst all the elements as they're interacting. And that's what fascinates me mm-hmm. when I'm painting and creating these compositions. I love that, that inner thread that kind of connects everything and just all of those different kind of, I, I don't know if you'd refer to them as soul connections or, or what, but there, there's, there's just this, this pulse that I feel and it fascinates me. Things of mystery and dreams and, you know, all, all of those things that kind of change and shape our lives as we go through life. I almost got this vision of you painting where all around you are floating all these uh, souls or entities or energies that are mm-hmm. basically joining you like an orchestra in your work. Ah, that's a very cool image. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like I can see that. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, yeah. and I, that's what it feels like. It's it's you, but it's this it's this um, collaboration of so mm-hmm. much energy coming through you at the same time. Mm-hmm. So just to give people a little bit more of an idea of your work, um, can you talk about the medium that you use and a little bit more about it, just from a you know describing the art itself? Yeah, uh, I work uh, with acrylic paint on canvas. Um, and, you know, acrylic was a medium that I first started with when I started practicing painting around the age of 11 or 12. Um, mm. And I just kind of started developing a comfort with it over the years. And, you know, it tends to be a more difficult medium to master and manipulate, you know, to do what you want. But, uh, you know, it's just, I just evolved with a lot of practice. I, I gained a certain comfort level with them. I've, you know, I've dappled in oils before and everything in college, but I, I for some reason, I just kept coming back to acrylics. Um, they're, you know, they're non-toxic, unlike oils, which, mm-hmm. you know, tend to make artists ill, you know, as time goes on and, you know, affect the environment and everything. So um, that alone is, you know, pleases me about acrylics is that they're, um, they're, they're one of the safer mediums to mm-hmm. work with. And I, I do love, you know, it's, it's quicker drying time because it allows me to, to layer things more and, uh, get, get to that stage that I want to get to faster. Um, you know, and in between I've, I've, uh, through trial and error sort of mastered these different techniques to sort of achieve that translucency of, of the flesh and everything else through using, um, the, uh, the acrylic gel medium, and kind mm-hmm. of uh, working with that between layers and, and glazes. So, uh, yeah, just um, just something I've always been comfortable with and enjoyed. I feel like one of my quests in life now, um, uh, aside from all the other places I'm planning to go visit, is to come and see one of your paintings in person. Mm-hmm. I just don't, you know, the internet can't do, can't right. do it justice, you know, to right. see the depth of color and light. Absolutely. I know when um, I finish a painting and it's time to get it photographed and I get the photograph back from the photographer to, you know, look, look at or correct. It's, there's always a little bit of disappointment because mm-hmm. a certain entire layer of it is, is just lost once it's, you know, on, on a screen. Um, so, you know, you don't see the different nuances and, and subtlety of color as you would in real life. And, and, and you know, paintings also change with, with the different um, daylight, mm-hmm. you know, in the sun, it's one way. And then, you know, um, when it's not sunny, it's, it's almost completely different. So, uh, yeah, it's almost like you need to um, have 10 photographs of the same painting and just see exactly. them different, differently. Why aren't they yeah. doing that? That doesn't sound like a very original <laughs> idea. <laughs> that, that's a great or idea. Or if it actually. is, I need to somehow like capture that <laughs> and uh, quick Kickstarter that one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I am working towards um, another solo <clears throat> exhibition okay. that's opening August 19th out at RJD Gallery in their new location in Bridgehampton, New York, out in the Hamptons. Okay. 
Um, they just had their grand reopening. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the story of how the um, original location burnt down in the December fire in Sag Harbor, which I did was not a really hear that. December, like just this December. This past December, it was December 16th. Oh my uh, right gosh! Christmas, um, a fire broke out on Main Street there and ended up engulfing five buildings and eight businesses. And unfortunately, the gallery was in that path. And, you know, it was completely, you know, turned to ash. Everything was so gone. how many paintings were lost of yours? Uh, well, 83 paintings total that the gallery had in it at the time. And there was one original of mine uh, that was sold, um, but the the uh, collector had it back on consignment there. Um, so that was lost. Mm. And uh, a number of my limited edition prints as well. So um, I'm so sorry to hear that for everyone yeah, involved. That's right. It, it, it was it was a shock for mm-hmm. sure. But um, you know, Richard D'Amato and his team there uh, just immediately, you know, rolled up their sleeves and and got to work. You know, with the insurance and securing a new location. And what they did is absolutely incredible in a span of three months. They they literally rebuilt everything from scratch. I mean, they had a significant amount of work, um, in a, uh, storage offsite. Mm-hmm. So they were able to, you know, reopen with some work, but you know, they, obviously it, it was still uh, a huge, huge loss. So, um, the artists are now, you know, painting new work, you know, as I am mm-hmm. and, um, looking forward to, a, a great year. They worked very hard and, uh, it's now reopened in a location and a spot that's, three times the size. Um, wow, that's nice. Really beautiful. Yeah. So it's it's very exciting. And there's there's three different rooms now, one of which on the upper level will now be uh, completely devoted just to my limited edition prints. So they'll always be on view and on rotation as we create new ones, um, which gives, uh, you know, visitors and viewers a chance to see them in person. Um, the prints have been... a I've been very proud of how the prints have been doing. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're always on display there. And um, so people can check that out when they're there. Oh, that's fabulous. So mm-hmm. I'll probably have a better chance of getting to Michigan first. So do you keep any of your work at home? And I'll just uh, stop by for coffee. Would that be okay? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. You know, it'd probably have to be while I'm working on some work because as soon as, you know, I'm finished, I ship it right off. Are you serious? So, you don't keep any for yourself? You know, I have a few old uh, pieces from, uh, you know, my college days and maybe one other one right after. But uh, as far as all the current work, it's been, you know, shipped to the gallery and sold at the shows and all of that. So which is fine. You know, I'd I'd rather it be there than, you know, hanging on my wall and not going anywhere. But uh, it's um, no, it's it's exciting. I'm excited uh, for the opening. Um, It'll be I believe my sixth or seventh solo show at the gallery thus far. Wonderful, and um, yeah, I'll have about twelve new pieces. So I was going to ask you that: how many? um, How long does it take you to make a paint to create and finish a painting? Well, it's a good question because it's it's varying now. I seem I feel as time goes on, I'm taking longer. Really, ever before, um, you know, I'm getting a little more critical and perfecting my technique. It's there's always a a, um, a challenge I set for myself that I want to achieve or overcome, and you know that that that's what keeps you excited about your craft, though I believe. And uh, you know, I'm always kind of trying to push the boundaries of the subject matter and the compositions and the color. And depending on size, you know, I'm, I'll have sizes available this year all the way from as small as eight inches to, um, you know, like five foot size paintings. So, uh, I, I used to work primarily larger, mm-hmm. um, but you know, just for both creative purposes and, uh, collectors, uh, wanting, you know, smaller, affordable work. Um, it just kind of naturally evolved where I kind of had this urge to start creating some smaller works to throw into the mix. Um, and that's been very satisfying. It must me. be very different, though, the way the way they even approach them. It is different. Um, you know, but whether it's small or large, I'm still always using a very tiny brush oh, okay. <laughs> to, get, to get all of uh, the fine detail. And, 
So, um, so it's, it's faster. Not a, it's, yeah, it's not a huge departure, but you know, there's something to be said for being able to have this whole um, image of the work in front of you, you know, in a smaller form rather than a large one where you have to, you know, get up and back up to the other opposite end of the room to mm-hmm. kind of take it all in and critique it and everything. But uh, no, it's I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, thematically, it's evolving as well. Um, I started off just sort of working primarily with uh, female figures in my work, and and now more male figures are uh, becoming predominant along with the female form. Um, and it's just it's all very exciting, you know. And 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 the response has been great, which makes me extremely happy. Well, it's really, it's really, it's good work. So it's great work. So that's why, I mean, there's just so much in every, every piece. So do you feel like you set your characters in a certain era? You know, it's kind of, um, I feel a fusion of all the eras and, and things that I love. I, I love, um, you know, antiques and history and old buildings and, and certain elements from, you know, days gone by and mm-hmm. yet I'm, you know, expressing my own feelings and who I am and everything, you know, and I'm obviously living today in, in today's modern world. That's our and, assumption. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so far, I'm not channeling back to past painters. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of use it all together to create this, um, a timelessness is what I, I, I am usually going for a sense of okay. timelessness where anyone can relate and sort of bring whatever it is they want to the story that's being told. Yeah, that's um, what I found when I was looking at them. I was trying to, you know, decide if this was a certain era, a certain decade, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you couldn't. There was there were too many, you know, varying pieces, but in a way that all came together quite beautifully. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's that's how I how I approach the uh, compositions too. Cause you know, I love like different vintage clothing kind of mixed with, with new clothing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I start to get into the patterns and the textiles and before I know it, it's sort of this ensemble that doesn't really have a particular time or space that it belongs in. It just is kind of, again, kind of like a, like a timeless dream. Hmm. So I'm going to keep circling back to this question because I don't think I got the answer yet. And But you answered a lot of other things. How long does it take you to do like one of the bigger pieces? Right. Um, the 48 yeah, those, by 36 or something like that. Like yeah, those, those are, are around on average, I'd say about four months now. Okay. And that, that's that's on the quicker end. Um, some take as long as eight. And, and okay. those, you know, yeah. Are so, you working on them um, exclusively during that time, or are you jumping between paintings and have multiple ones going at the same time? I've started to work on having multiples going on just because the length of time they each take, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you put it all together, it is four months for one or eight months for just one. But mm-hmm. just, you know, for my own sanity, now I I make sure I have a few going so that, you know, one day when you're feeling a little just just tired and you feel a little stuck mm-hmm. rather than kind of lose that production time of just kind of sitting there and, and fighting it to make it work and it's not working. I could just set it aside now and kind of jump into another one that's maybe calling my name that day. Right. And, you know, in, in the beginning, I never worked that way. It was always one at a time, one at a time. And um, that's, that's just how I was able to feel most comfortable and, and connected Mm-hmm. with any particular painting but now I've just been feeling so excited this past uh-huh. year especially like I'm getting all these different ideas I'm jotting down and and it's it's almost like I can't paint fast enough to get them all out oh. so as as a result I have eight I, I literally right now I have eight going which oh my never, gosh. never have I had that many going at once but I do <laughs> and I'm just so equally excited about all of them that they, they just all they're, they're kind of you know just all there while I'm working. I'll, it's, I'll switch like it's like a party. It's like a party in your studio. And so you exactly. do have, my vision was correct. You have all these <laughs> entities cool. around you. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So do you, yep. um, do you name the people in your, in each painting as you're working with them? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, they're, you know, they're just, uh, like I said, different parts of me really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the models themselves, uh, as individuals, they they have 
there's something about each of, you know, like I love all of my models that I paint, you Mm -hmm. know, they're very special people that I really, you know, care a lot about. And, uh, there's just, there, there's a beauty that each of them carries that, that, that I kind of tap into. And, and this, this depth, each of them has the certain depth Mm -hmm. of, of their own soul that I kind of, uh, sort of channel into and, um, inspires me to want to put them in a painting. Mm -hmm. uh, It's, it's almost like I'm exploring this, this strange silent connection I have with them too. Oh, that's, that's really beautiful. I don't think people who aren't paint I, I, for people who aren't painters, I don't know that they realize the depth of the connection that you have to have to the work to mm-hmm. make it really come alive. You, you know, do. it's not just um, some sort of a the way you just know how to move your hand a certain way and press the paintbrush mm-hmm. a certain way. It's like another friend of mine who's a painter. She's also on the show. Her name is Paloma King. She mm-hmm. um, is an oil painter from Ireland and. She said she has to like completely open herself up when she's yes. painting. And sometimes it's such an emotional experience. It is. That it's almost like I talked to her right after a, a long day of painting and she just kept crying about everything she was talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. And she said, it's just, I'm so open right now that like all the emotions are, are raw and coming through. And it wasn't about anything mm-hmm. particular. It was just little life things going on and... Yeah. So it's people don't I don't think people really understand what that's like. Right. And you know despite that I'm doing what I love now, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. It's it's not a constant party and it's not always fun. You know, mm-hmm. I mean there are challenges you have to overcome on a daily basis to to get it to where you want it to be. And um along with that, like you were just saying, is sort of opening up that that rawness of, of emotion in yourself that that's there's sort of that well that sits in you that you don't really tap into you know on on a usual day but when you're sitting and painting and you're alone and um you're just like surrounded by your your thoughts and what it is you're expressing it's almost like a like a strange form of therapy you mm-hmm. know you start to to um I, I do at least i become very introspective and i contemplate and uh and it's amazing how through that process you you sort of find these answers to your own questions. And mm. and 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 painting has opened up a lot of that for me and it's and I think it's it's um it's really helped me evolve into who I am now also because I've I've come to understand myself so much more through each work that I'm doing. Um and and and, and you know I I love I, you know, it, it involves a lot of solitude to get to that place, but you know, I'm, I'm a person who loves that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's what excites me is, is kind of finding those answers to to all those different mysteries that kind of pique my interest. So it's almost like active meditation. You know, you said, you said over time, you're, Mm -hmm. um, you're spending less time really thinking about, the painting itself, but it's just happening. You know, I think that's right. how you said it. So it's almost mm-hmm. like active meditation. I, for me, it's biking, so I'm not producing anything at the end. But it's the same kind of like when I'm out there on the trail in the middle of nowhere. Oh, absolutely. My mind can do yeah. all these like really great things, but um, I don't have mm-hmm. a painting at the end, which would be nice. That'd be awesome. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure there's there's a certain uh, there is something you achieve at the end of it. Oh, I you know, do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I come up with some of my best ideas for th- the next thing I want to create through that time. Mm-hmm. And I release a lot of emotions. It's a good, it's a good, we have a good relationship, that trail and I. Yeah, that's, that's important. <laughs> and I have that connection, connection to uh, nature also, mm-hmm. which, you know, is, is very predominant in my work. Um, obviously, you know, the seasons and the landscapes and I just feel nature is, uh, it just parallels um, the human experience in so many ways. And and that's mm-hmm. what I've always found fascinating. I mean, let's say, you know, you're out looking at one of the great lakes or something. I mean, I remember growing up, uh, you know, going up to Northern Michigan and just like standing on the shore and, and looking at those waves and, and you just, I don't know, I just started relating to emotions and experiences like to that movement and, and just that, that power and, it, it, it's such an amazing vehicle for expression, yeah, I think. It is. I mean, actually, I grew up on the other side. So I, I grew up on near the lake, actually, like near, near Lake Michigan. 
And even as a teenager, my favorite thing to do, or not even my favorite, but when I really needed to get in inside my myself and think, Mm -hmm. I would go to these like giant, this whole rock wall along Lake Michigan, and I would sit there and just stare out. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way with that. It's, I love, you know, taking long walks, um, trails also. And uh, just, you know, when something happens when you're out in nature, I mean, it it gives you a a certain clarity, Mm -hmm. where everything is just so much more um, pronounced. And uh, it's, it's amazing, really. And I think what I'm learning, and I, a lot of people are learning this, is I I believe that we all need that. It's just how long does yes, it take us I to agree. figure it out? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it took me a while to figure that out. I remember when the worst possible job to me was one where I would have to be outside all the time in the heat. And now I'm like, gosh, I wish I could just work outside all the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. so it's not not yeah. here, obviously, but um, in somewhere warmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was wondering yeah. if you feel, if you see on the horizon that this will take you somewhere else. Do you, do you have any other directions that your creativity is calling you, do you think, down the road? Uh, well, I'm sure it does. Um, it's, I just, you know, kind of probably don't know yet. Um, and that's kind of the, the beauty of that mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I still see it always being anchored in what it is I know. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, these environments that I'm painting. And um, there's, there's, there's a real, uh, there's just a connection I, that I feel I can never break, no matter where I go or mm-hmm. where else I visit, if, you know, I leave the state even. Um, there's always something that, that's calling me back. It's, it's like this haunting feeling that I just, I have to acknowledge and um, honor. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's through that work that I'm able to, explore what that actually is i mean there's just i don't know i mean i i look at you know a big you know brown field in the fall and in the quiet and you hear the birds and, and you and you watch the birds and seeing what nature is doing and there's just something about that you know the the the, the sense of the you know the scent of the leaves and mm-hmm. um that alone can con- start you know conjuring imagery in my head um especially as of late, I've found that rather than kind of looking for this deep concept to uh, evoke through my work, I I kind of just sort of go with the feeling. Like I'll look at, um, it could be anything, a house or, or how the sky looks on a particular day. And I'm just very open to and, and, you know, I start to become aware of what it is I'm feeling when I'm looking at that. And then mm-hmm. that feeling leads to images that start coming together in my head. I start seeing, you know, a model doing something maybe within that, uh, an atmosphere that uh, expresses that feeling further. So it's it's been very interesting um, lately. I, I've been more sort of relaxed about how the ideas come to me rather than trying to you know mastermind every <laughs> every piece of it together uh-huh. as so, much not out there chasing them down like where is that exactly where is that? Yeah. exactly and and there was um a point in time uh, i'd say it was about maybe two years ago where i almost felt a little bit of, of a block occurring because i found i was i was almost trying too hard mm-hmm. to find something and now it's just like i i i don't even have enough time to get them all down on canvas because they're all just kind of coming at me from all these different angles and, and directions. So it's, it's, it's been really interesting and really exciting. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, showing the work this year. Do you have any insight into what created that shift? I'm not sure. I mean, uh, some significant life changes have occurred uh, since, you know, um, you know, I, I, got my own home and uh, just changes in relationships and, and just all of these different uh, milestones mm-hmm. that we all go through just uh, sort of opened me up in all these new ways. Hmm. And, you know, life itself is, you know, really a great, te- you know, the greatest teacher, right? So, you know, you can't avoid having those things affect you um, right. creatively too. It so. makes me think about how when even in my own life, when I started feeling like I was sort of stuck in where my path was. And then once I started making the changes that opened that up, everything started opening up. It like cracked open a whole new, Mm -hmm. a whole new flow, you know? Yeah. And and that's what I'm feeling. I think it's, 
it was almost because um, it was about two or three years ago, sort of this official entrance into, you know, adult adulthood, you mm-hmm. know, where and um, and with that, you know, I achieved this, um, another level of maturity and, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing things in, in, in different lights now. So, uh, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to embrace maturity. It hasn't been my favorite place. I much, <laughs> I would much rather just be playful all the time. But playful is important. It I is. Mean, yeah, that's that's kind of the true essence of uh, you know where all of these things spring as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, it's just I, I guess I guess what my point is is there's there's a certain awareness that comes with uh, getting older, really. Mm-hmm. So I know, and I used to fight it, but now I'm realizing that wait, if I integrate that into who I am. It's actually a better, a better experience all around. So, do you ever do any different kind of paintings just for it to be playful? Like try something completely different? Uh, lately, I, you know, honestly, no. I mean, the paintings that I am doing are really what's exciting me, and I don't, I, I don't have a desire to be doing anything else. Um, so, I mean, probably, I think one of the things in terms of being more playful is probably working on some of the smaller mm-hmm. sized works um, because the big ones tend to be all consuming and very serious. And, you know, I start to uh, get so involved and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, very uh, set on the results after mm-hmm. a certain point of kind of making this virtuoso piece where these smaller ones kind of have allowed me to be freer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the play is coming in for me right now. Do you always know when a painting is done? There is a certain point where I know it's done. It's it's usually when I just I, I can't make things anymore. But let's I, I have this certain perfection level that I'm seeking in terms of, you know, the detail and the color or whatnot. And um after a certain point, it's like you're almost gonna destroy it in a way if you keep going further. And that's usually when I know it's time to stop. There there's that risk of overworking something. What do you do when you're not in solitude and painting? What are what are some of the other things you like, even though we're oh, talking a lot about your work? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, the work is a part of me 24-7. I mean, as much as I might want to break from it, there's always something that will, I, like, I'm, there's always a, yeah, I'm, I'm always connected to it in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but I, like I said, I love taking time out in nature, you know, walking, hiking, um, uh, you know, I, I like having a physical outlet, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of exercise, like long walks or, or a jog or yoga. And I found that very balancing for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sort of gives me that space to just clear my mind. But, you know, nevertheless, is while I'm walking or something, something else might pop in. So it it, it is a constant 24-7 uh, thing just, you know, with what I do, you know, as far as my paintings. Um, but yeah, just, you know, um, I take pleasure in a lot of the simple things, just, mm-hmm. you know, living, being out in nature, um, reading, you know, things like that. So, um, I think that the that's a natural state for creatives, that they're constantly connected to their work. There's really not a way to disconnect or, or a, a desire to, you know. Right, for so I sure. What is one of the best pieces of advice you would give who wants to make painting or creating art they're living but they're still doing their day job I think it's important to be true to yourself you know and authenticity is is really important to feeling fulfilled and happy um like I said you know before you know everything took off uh once I started doing this full time I always you know, you always have to stay connected to something it is you're passionate about. It's important to find that passion. And even if it's an hour a day, mm-hmm. it's it's important to to cultivate it and and devote some time to that because if if you're if you're true to that, you know, I mean I mean I, I I'm a firm believer in things will eventually fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's kind of how that's kind of how how I always felt. Um, I knew I always wanted to paint. I, it's something I had to do. Whether I was, you know, making money off of it yet was one thing, but I still did it because it was just something I loved and I had to do. So, uh, yeah, just you know, um, not not um, 
disregarding something that you feel may be a calling. It's, it's, there's a reason it's there. I think everyone is given a special gift and, and it's, it's really their duty to kind of honor that gift. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and I think because of that, you know, if, if you, once you make that decision, truly make that decision to do that, it, it will, opportunities will follow. Mm-hmm. So That's such a true story. I mean, that's been a consistent theme through all of the conversations that when we know the thing that we love to do, we have mm-hmm. to do it and eventually it will find its way. Mm-hmm. We, and, and it's almost like, um, I always feel like denying it is sort of like hurting my soul. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's it why is I have to because, do it. yeah, it's, I mean, everyone has this, uh, purpose. I, I mean, and I'm not saying everyone finds it immediately because mm-hmm. that, that's kind of a journey in, in itself too. You know, things lead to other experiences that eventually lead people to find what it is they're meant to do. But, you know, I think it's very important to always stay open to that and just, mm-hmm. just, you know, know that something's out there that, that you know you're meant to do I always like to think we have an inkling of it when we're like four or five or six I mean you Mm -hmm. knew you wanted to be a painter and that stuck with you all the way through Um, when I was four or five or six I was known as my buddy and I were known as ABC and NBC we were the storytellers of the neighborhood okay and we went around (laughs) and talked to people and got the stories so I think I knew it back then but I didn't follow it for a really long time so Mm -hmm. you know it feel when you get to that point where you go yeah that's what I was doing when I was that age you probably are something well I have to say this has been such an interesting conversation hearing about your work and it is utterly inspiring. I can't wait till people take a look at it and hop out and look at your site and see all of the, the different oh, paintings. Thank you so much. So where can people find you? Why don't we tell them that? Yeah, uh, well, my website um, is andreacoach.com, um, which will be um, updated a lot more in the near future. I've just been so busy, uh, you know, producing work. And I'm, I'm getting to that point where I will need to uh, hire someone to probably take that aspect over soon. Um, and of course, aside from my website is, uh, RJD galleries website, mm-hmm. which is our rjdgallery.com. Okay. Um, and you can scroll and find my name on the roster of artists there. Uh, and there's also a page in my section, um, that display all of the prints if people are interested in, uh, exploring those. Okay. Um, and then there's also uh, my Facebook, okay. which is uh, facebook.com, I believe, slash Andrea Coach Artist. Okay. So I'll post all those links up on the, the show notes, too, for people to get to them. But I just okay. want to make sure we gave them all a shout out for you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to have to check out those prints because I have a feeling I'm going to need to have one somewhere in my okay. house. I just don't know which one. That's yeah, they've, they've been really um, doing really well. And it's been a great way to still, uh, you know, fulfill people's desire to own something original mm-hmm. and uh, more affordable, obviously. And also um, that's available while, um, you know, painting new work mm-hmm. in the interim. So uh, it's it's been a great way to still... Uh, you know, feed, feed those, uh, demands from others. And, uh, every, everyone who's gotten a print is, has been overjoyed with the quality and everything. And I'm very proud of, uh, that quality and everything. So there's a lot more to yeah. that than people think. I worked with another there artist is. and he was explaining to me the process of getting really the right imagery with the mm-hmm. final print. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a whole nother level of project work. It is. It really is. And, um, my gallery, you know, works with me on that and uh, they do a great job the photographer they have uh, photographs each work um, by a process called mapping so every single detail is captured just perfectly mm. um, and the color and uh, you know I, I go out to New York to um, you know see all, all of the color proofs and every subtle proof imaginable you know we go through and and you know obviously pick the best one and the the quality is great the paper and um no, it's just it's it's been a very rewarding uh, experience to uh, partake in a project like that and share. Exciting, exciting. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for being here. It was such a pleasure getting to know you and hearing about your story. And we'll have to talk about which picture we use for your posting on the website. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Okay, Jane. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. 
The way I would have to describe this conversation is almost like creamy and rich. And I think it's because Andrea, as a person and an artist, is so grounded in what she's doing that it brings everybody into that sort of same space when you have a conversation with her. What I took away from it, though, was the answer she gave to the question, what do you do when you're not working? What do you do for fun? And ultimately, she said, I work all the time because it is my fun. And I have people who give me a hard time about that, about the podcast especially, because it's what I do in all my spare time. And then, I'm, I mean, at Korea, I don't do other things I should do sometimes because I just really enjoy this so much. And when you find something you love so much and you feel so connected to it, even when it's hard, it feels like play. And when you're creating and you're solving problems, or, you know, my mind just loves that and goes after it. So it feels like play all the time. So I hope all of you have found the thing that makes you feel that way too. Thanks for listening. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.